Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Cultural Radio Show on Mushtar FM 89.6. My name is Sasha Gerda, and every Friday I invite a foreign guest to the studio. Together, we try to understand cultural differences and to complete the profile of our guest's country. Are you ready to break stereotypes? Stay with us to find out more and enjoy this conversation. Let's get started. Today's episode is about Italy. Italy, a country of south-central Europe, occupying a peninsula that juts deep into the Mediterranean Sea. Italy compromises some of the most varied and scenic landscapes on Earth and is often described as a country shaped like a boot. This is what you probably know from geography. Across a span of more than 3,000 years, Italian history has been marked by episodes of temporary unification and long separation of intercommunal strife and failed empires. And at peace for more than half a century now, Italy's inhabitants enjoy a high standard of living in a highly developed culture. I've only been once to Italy. I was visiting my Italian friend in north of Italy. Um, it was a short trip for five or six days. And I visited only basically two places, Trieste and Venice. And um, I was really lucky to live with an Italian family and experience all those Italian joys of life, you know, warm climate, amazing views, friendly people, and of course, of course, the delicacies of Italian cuisine. <laughs> well, I can talk about this nonstop. Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to visit Rome, the capital of Italy, Florence or Pompeii. Oh, or any other attractions, honestly. <laughs> And uh, given the history of Italy, it seems to me that it's impossible to see all these sites in such a short time. I think it takes a lifetime to discover Italy, because Italy is a whole different universe for me. It's sea, coffee, art, fashion, history, language passion, pizza. <laughs> yes, I don't have enough words to describe it. But today we talk about what others know when it comes to Italy. What associations does the word Italia evoke in the minds of others? And how do Italians see their homeland? Uh, so many questions and so few answers. So let's get started. Let me introduce our guest today. His name is Joel or Joel. Joel. Okay. And guess what? He's Italian. And my first question, uh, actually, how do you pronounce your name in Italian? So, hello everybody. I'm Joel. Uh, actually, my name is not really an Italian name. Uh, my mom read it on a passport when she was working in a hotel and she decided, "Oh, it sounds good." So Seriously? Yes, probably my name come from East Europe some somehow. I don't know exactly where. But yeah, it's Joel. Joel. Wow. Yes. So it's not Italian. So your personality is already covered with a bit of mystery, you know, like, okay, interesting. By the name, yeah, quite interesting. Mm. And what are you doing in Hungary? 
Good question. What am I doing here?、Uh, actually, I'm a volunteer、uh, here in Hungary, but I'm also a student. By the way, during this period, let's say with COVID, etc., I don't want to really get into this topic. Just let's、yeah. say that I'm studying online, and、uh, I didn't want to spend my time just studying at home. And I decided to do something more in my life. And I applied for a volunteering project here in Hungary. So actually, I'm a volunteer, and I'm a teacher. I'm teaching English and Italian. I think there is such a contrast between Hungary and Italy. Or did you notice some? Do you feel comfortable here? Is actually my main question here. <laughs> yes, I feel comfortable. Logically, in the first moment when I arrived here,、uh, you could feel the impact, the difference, even just by the street, the building.、Mm. Uh, I remember the first day. Well, actually, I arrived literally in the middle of the night, 3 a.m. of the morning.、Oh. <laughs> so,、uh, but even from the window, you could see the colors、uh, were really, really gray. And、oh. imagine Italy. Italy, it's colorful. Italy, it's power, it's energy, it's emotion. And when I arrived here, I. Everything was so grey, so Sovietic. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Yeah,、uh, so yes,、uh, you could feel the impact. But actually, I'm feeling really well now. I'm improving myself a lot. My life is going really great, so I'm happy. And actually, is there one word or beautiful expression that Italians call their country? I don't know. To tell the truth, I don't know. Abroad, I think it's known as Bella Italia. Yeah, yes, this is what I was waiting for. Exactly. <laughs> But in Italy, we don't really use that.、Uh, we say that we are the country of、uh, pizza, pasta, and mandolino.、Aww. That basically means pizza, pasta, and mandolino. It's an instrument. And、uh, I never asked you before, but where exactly from Italy are you from? Oh yes, I'm from Liguria.、Uh, let's say next to France. It's it's really connected with the border of France、uh, in the northwest part. And I came from a city called Diano Castello, which is a really not say a city, it's a town. <laughs> no, nobody really、like、cares you know, about it. New fashion brand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Diano Castello. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it could be.、Mm, I will think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's between let's say Genova and Sanremo. Maybe they are the most known. Uh, cities of the Liguria, so yeah. So you're true Italian. So your parents are also one hundred percent Italian. My father is. He came from Liguria, actually. My mother also came from Liguria.、Uh, she's born there, but she has some、uh, roots in、um, Calabria. For example, my grandma she's、uh, from Calabria. Calabria、And、is another part of it. Yes, it's really in the south. It's、mm. uh, really, really, really the south next to Sicily. And it's quite funny because when she's speaking dialect, I can't understand, <laughs> and I always. <laughs> Fun of her. <laughs> Actually, I have a nickname that she always gave to me, and is Ricketsine, and she used <laughs> she always used this voice to say that. It's quite funny, <laughs> and it basically means my jewelry. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet, isn't it? Okay, yeah, that's that's why we like Italy and Italian language because it sounds so you know pretty. No matter what you say, <laughs> if it's a curse word or not. <laughs> yeah. And as an Italian, how could you describe yourself? Oh my God, as an Italian, how can you describe Italian first, and then what can I apply to me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, the stereotype says that Italians are emotional, noisy, loud, very expressive people.、Uh, I have to tell the truth. There is a big gap between what is South for Italian and what is North for Italian. The middle, nobody really cares about them. They're, they're just <laughs> second class. Okay. Always there is an historical fight between North and South, but I don't want to get it、mm-hmm. now. Maybe later we're gonna、yeah. we're gonna explain it. So as stereotypical Italian, I can say that I love cooking, <laughs> and that's also true. I love cooking. I'm nosy. 
if you give me a beer and a bit of alcohol, maybe I can get noisy, okay. but I'm quite quiet. When I was in Italy, I saw people really, you know, talking fast, loudly, because in comparison to maybe Germany, people do not really approach each other in that way that, oh, mamma mia, no, okay, that wasn't <laughs> exaggeration, but you know what I mean, that is yeah. so long time no see, where have you been, and who are you here, oh, Sasha, welcome, welcome <laughs> to Italy, you know, like, it, it was really funny, so. Yeah, that's true, in the South it's really typical, they really uh, cheers to each other in a lovely way, basically for nothing, they just, e even, <laughs> Yeah, for, for everything, really for everything. If you will ever go to, a, let's say, street markets uh, in the south part, it's really like being in a bazaar, really being like mm. in a circus. You can see whatever people make noise everywhere, screaming, singing. They just try to sell their product like if they are singing a song of, uh, mm. I don't know. So in the north, it's a bit different. Yeah, in the north, it's really different. Uh, I think it's really close to German uh, or more style, let's say, Austrian culture. They are really quiet. Even if they recognize each other by the street, if they if you don't have a deep connection with those people, you don't even cheer them. Mm -hmm. And it's so there is no sad. greeting when you, in even a small town. N no, to tell the truth, the small town is even worse because because everyone knows each other's and everyone hates each other. So, so you you don't you don't really cheers up with the others. Uh, yeah, it's quite sad. And also, I came from a, from a small town, so I can say that uh, between guys, between boys and girls, uh, that they are quite young. It's not so easy to build relationship because they already have the group. Mm. Uh, in small town, you should build a group from let's say the kindergarten. So from a really 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 uh, the beginning of your life, let's say the behavior that you have in a town. It's also reason. Why I wanted to leave Italy. I want to start have a new beginning and make deeper connection that will stay in during the time a long time. You know, Italy is also famous for food. I could not mention that. Of course, <laughs> I'm a you know a big lover of food, no matter which you know like, <laughs> of different cuisines. And um, Italy is also famous for coffee. And um, at home, for example, um, every volunteer, I think almost, yeah, everyone, has a coffee maker of the brand Bialetti, I think it's... Bialetti. Bialetti, yes. okay. <laughs> Just correct my not true Italian accent. True. <laughs> But you're good. You're good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and... Um, So I can say my every morning starts with a cup of coffee. And is it true that Italians love coffee? They are addicted to coffee. Yeah, that's Do true. Do you drink coffee? Uh, okay, let's say I'm a weird Italian. <laughs> uh, I don't drink coffee, but most of the Italians do. Everyone in the morning, especially when I was going to school, that we used to stop in a bar. Uh, Wait a minute, to school? You drink coffee in school? Like uh, little children going to elementary and there's like... Espresso, per favore. <laughs> okay, let's say when I was going to high school. Okay. <laughs> so when I was going to high school, we used to take a stop in, in a bar every morning because my friends need, they needed to get coffee. Yeah, And well, yeah, m most of the Italians are really addicted to it. Actually, I drink coffee only if it's cold, like cold <laughs> coffee, iced coffee, or with ice cream. I love coffee with ice cream. That's, that's poetry. When you enter Starbucks or any other fancy place, you know, wait, wait a minute, let me finish the sentence. And you see all these names of the coffee arts or types. Do you understand something like frappuccino, cappuccino, macchiato? Does it mean something in Italian? <laughs> yeah, it means it means a lot because there are several different coffees that you could that you could choose. But 
when I entered to Starbucks, I only been there once. My oh. heart refused to go there again. Why? Big brands coffee, I mean Italian coffee, Italian espresso. That's the best that you could have. And then you go to Starbucks. I mean, it can be good. I've never tried it and I don't want to try it. But when you see what they make, like these big shakes of coffee or whatever. Yeah, okay. Your your feelings, your true Italian feelings. <laughs> Honestly, I also expected something incredible from Starbucks because it's a, such a, you know, well-known brand. Mm, I think like most of the big brands, let's say, for example, I don't know, McDonald's, Burger King, KFC. Okay, they are great. Everyone knows them. But at the same time, if you can just go to a local burger shop, you can find a better quality burger to the same price, more or less. But people used to go to McDonald's or to Burger King because they are known. Okay, then another question. Do you cook? Yes, I do. I cook a lot. Uh, not only Italian food. Mm-hmm. I, I love trying experiments, trying new things. Uh, and I have to say the truth. I did a lot of bad dishes in my life. Bad dishes? (laughs) Yes, yes, really a lot. Because I love trying, I love experiments. So uh, sometimes it happens, you just messed up. Are there some taboos, like a very um, famous joke that uh, what happens if uh, an Italian sees that you put ketchup in the pasta, in the pasta, in the holy pasta? Okay, I have to tell you a funny story about it. It's about ketchup, but not with pasta. Uh, I was Pizza, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly, pizza. Uh, I was in Budapest in another uh, meeting with uh, other volunteers, and we had the pizza all together. Uh, We bought big pizzas, and we just uh, cutted it, sliced it, and... Everyone was taking his piece. And this girl, this Romanian girl, I don't even remember her name because it got literally deleted by my mind, by the fury, by the, by the rage. She put ketchup on pizza. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why? What's wrong with you? Please go tell me. It's better not to mess with uh, Italians and with no, food. No, no, please. Don't do that. <laughs> Guys, for real, for everyone who is listening here, don't put ketchup on pasta. Don't put ketchup on pizza. <laughs> please. But also that, please, guys, when, when you are in Italy, especially in Italy, don't ask for pineapple pizza. Is it called Hawaiian pizza or something? Yes, like Hawaiian that? pizza, yeah. And um, in this regard, because uh, food is usually connected to family, when I was in Italy, I've unfortunately been once. I was fed till I couldn't move, literally. And it was delicious, like everything, wine, um, the way they served the food, uh, how much they ate. It was just perfect. And um, as I can see in the family, it's also a cult of Italian moms, very famous, well-known Italian moms. Is it true? Is it true? Yes. Uh, especially when we have big events like, I don't know, Easter, Christmas or the last of the year, we used to make big dinners or big lunch all together with all the family. And we really cook a lot from little snacks from finger food to let's say main dishes or big dishes that you can share with everyone and it's really great I really love these ceremonies they are kind of free to us that we mm-hmm. do every year and you have the opportunity to meet your all your family again to stay all together make jokes oh laugh. big Italian family <laughs> I can anticipate that so and also there is a big stereotype about these big dinners and um, lunches that always grandma asked the nephew or to the niece And what about the boyfriend? And what about the girlfriend? And this is always one of the questions that you're going to receive during those meetings. (laughs) Yeah, and if you already already have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, then 
Okay, wh- when are you going to marry? If you're married the next step, okay, when are you going to have kids? Yeah, you're exactly. You're just like, ah, what? What is the next question? When are you going to die? Did you already plan your funerals? Yeah, but it's funny. Another question, you know, uh, just uh, came to my mind. Is there a difference, role separation in the family that only women cook or the boys just relax? <laughs> oh, um, I think it depends really by the age, by the generational gap or whatever. Uh, because right now, for example, in my family, my mom and my dad, they don't have, let's say, gender gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father does the same thing that my mother does and uh, vice versa. So my mother does the same thing. Vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah, I thought that was international. It means... Vice versa. No, it's vice versa? Yes, it's vice Oh my God. <laughs> In Italian is vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. Now I know Vi- one more. Vice versa. Yeah. Vice versa. Vice versa. Okay. <laughs> vice versa. And vice versa. So. Okay, so it's more or less genderly equal. Yes, but that's also true that we came from the north. And mm-hmm. in the south, it's still different. Uh, for example, my aunt, that uh, she's the sister of my dad, and she's five years younger than my than my dad. When she went to the South, because she's married with a, with a South man, she wants to visit his family and they pretend her not to wear jeans. They pretend her just to wear a skirt. They banned it all? Like, no? They said no? Exactly. Like, ne- never. And also, they pretend her to always stay with her husband. Even when they were uh, outside, there was a rule that if you go out in couples, I mean, like... Uh, for date the girls must stay together behind the man so the man must walk by in the front mm-hmm. followed by the girls two two and it's kind of a ritual tradition it's mm. just like this and it's really old it's really old style close mentality and she really got upset when when she got back and she said i will never go there again she married that guy anyway. yeah she married that man for real and they are still in love they are still together they having a An amazing family and whatever they are living really great it was just a visiting right so yes now. right now they are living in the north also my uncle moved to the north because he understood that the mentality is more open mm-hmm. and my aunt couldn't live in that old mentality old style and turning back to the question of italian moms right mm-hmm. it's maybe still the traditional thing i found um A quote on the internet, which says, from the article I read it, okay? Italian moms choose, in one way or another, girlfriends for their sons. Italian mothers can become extremely jealous and possessive over their sons. Do you agree with this statement? It's all true. It's true that moms can be really possessive and they can really take care too much of their children. And it happened also to me that I had some friends, let's say female friends, not girlfriends because they were not. And my mom was already choosing which one of them could be good for me. Like, oh, no, I don't like this girl. You will never go uh, in a relationship with her. And I was like, mom, it's my life. I'm free to do whatever mm-hmm. I want. And also I had a huge fight with my mom about a friend of mine because we were really close to each other. But she thought that we were in a couple. So fights, it's it's usual thing in, in Italian families. Yes, yes, it is. Especially between moms and sons. Son, sons. Well, like mothers and sons. Yeah, male sons. So with the girl, it's not like that. So mom doesn't choose, okay, this boy is going to be your husband. No, with the girl, it doesn't really happen. Mostly it's the father that took the mom role okay. <laughs> in those cases. <laughs> and I also came across the word, kind of term, Mamoni. Yeah. 
Who mom is money. that? That's also true that sometimes moms are really taking care too much about their kids. Because for them, they are still kids. Even if you are 30, for, for them, Aww, you are still their kids. Yes. And that's exactly what Mamoni is. Mamoni is an adult who is treated as a kid by his mom. So uh, mostly they are men. And they still stay at home even if they are 30 or 35 no. or 40 or on and on and on and on. But that's not fault of them. I think it's mostly the fault of the mothers because they really... They make their sons too attached to them, like really they, close. They really control their life. Aww. They really control their life in every spot. Like, uh, I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to clean uh, your uh, laundry. I'm going to do everything you need for you. So you just have to stay at home. You have to relax because you are my kid. They still so think that you are... destructive. Yeah, it is. It is. Because when you have to step to make a step forward, to jump out of your house, you are lost. Mm -hmm. You are completely lost. So moving forward, I would like to ask, when you learn a new culture, you dive into it, there are always some misunderstandings, some points in which people, because they are educated in different ways and raised up in different cultures, they don't understand how to communicate. And some topics should never cover, you should never speak about in different societies like uh, specifically if we talk about Italy I would like to ask what topics should I avoid discussing with Italians are there any taboo questions or taboo conversations yeah of course I mean in terms of when I already first meet the person I'm not gonna ask you okay how much money do you do or like <laughs> some personal questions you never do but when you already know a person you kind of becoming friends or something like that? Is there something, any recommendations from your side? I think it doesn't really matter about Italians. It matters about the age of the person you're going to talk with because we are young and we are basically open to everything. I mean, in Italy, every young boy, young girl is open to every kind of topic. So you can literally talk about everything to politics, still sex. There's no matters. It's really open-minded. But for example, my father, he doesn't want to speak about sex. He is really closed-minded. For him, sex is really a taboo topic. Mm -hmm. So uh, I warn you, if we're going to talk about personal things, especially with related with sex, because I think that's the most taboo topic that you mm -hmm. can find in Italy. Uh, if we're going to talk about it with people that are older than you, I mean... 10, 20 years older than you, you should take care about what are you talking about, about which question are you making. They will not uh, get upset. They will just um, avoid the question or maybe asking you to change the topic. So directly. Yeah, or they will literally don't give you an answer or just telling you, please, I don't like this topic. Can we change? Or, yes. I don't think they will overreact. They will just uh, ask you to change the topic or answering you that this is something personal to them and mm -hmm. they don't want to talk about it. That's fine. By this, this side, we are quite kind. It's true that we are really short-tempered. By this side, we are also kind of old-style, like uh, only between men you could have a kind of physical fight. You never touch a woman, and you ne especially you never touch a kid. Mm -hmm. For a kid, never mind, never. Uh, but yeah, between young people, for example, if a girl is slapping a boy, the boy will react. Because as I told you before, we are open-minded. We don't have this gender gap. Like, okay, you are a woman, you are a girl, I'm not going to touch you. If you touch me... I'm a human being. I'm going to touch you again because you should never start a fight. It doesn't matter if you're a girl, if you're a boy, it doesn't matter the gender. You don't go to violence. Mm. But if you do, you should expect a reaction by everyone. 
if we make some step backs in the old years, uh, even if a girl was going to slap a boy, the boy could not, should not react mm-hmm. because this was a personal offense to the family. Does it somehow affect the relationship between women and men? I mean, um, do you say that men more like gentlemen, you know, like open the door Something you know. <laughs> that, that sounds magic. really movie, yeah. <laughs> movie style. Yeah, yeah, movie style. This is what I want to know. <laughs> movie style. It's just movie style. <laughs> we don't really do that. I, I have to say the truth. We don't really do that. Oh no. <laughs> okay. No. 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 I already got in- disappointed in Italian uh, men with the point of Italian mom. So I'm just like nothing gonna change my mind about Italian men. No, never. When I was reading internet about when you travel to Italy, what should you visit, what should you avoid, and uh, also in one of the guidance I found that some of the people avoid talking about mafia as well. Can you tell me more about this? Because how it works, does it still exist? Does it have an impact on the society? Because for me, it's, as you said, it's something related to the movie, you know, like Godfather or something like this. Actually, there is a funny story about the Godfather because real mafia people were there during the filming. And they were inside of the film because they had to check which kind of imagine the, the movie, the film was going <laughs> to show to the entire world. And that's just a funny, a funny cliche. Um, About mafia, right now, it's a really complicated topic, and it was even before, because mafia was born when Italy was born. Uh, Let's say the born of Italy was kind of complicated, because from the north, the army went to the south, Mm -hmm. and then, let's say, getting back to the north, conquered everything. Then we had some political problems, because the north lifestyle was really different from the south lifestyle, and even the economy and... um, the, the open mindset and whatever was really different. So the government has to figure it out a way to unite all the Italy respecting these differences. But they couldn't. So in the South, we had a lack of work, a lack of job places. But in the North, everything was going great. So mm-hmm. during these differences, let's say that in the South, some rich people which had the territory, which had uh, the fields. Like resources. Yes, they had resources. They got a lot of power. Those people could offer jobs, and they did. But at the same time, other people with no jobs, they decided to make their own company, let's say company. It's a funny way to say mafia. Community, Uh, maybe. Yeah. Company. They were community, company, uh, and they started robbing all over. This is how mafia started. This is how mafia got born. By the years, it changed a lot, logically. We are talking about 200 years ago. If we go to see what's mafia now, we can categorize two types of mafias. Mm -hmm. We have the old-style mafia, which is mostly in the south. Mm -hmm. And we have the sophisticated one, which is in the north and in the middle. In the south, according to what I told you before about the story, how mafia got born, the mafia there is still really strong. They're mm-hmm. asking for pizzo. Pizzo? Yes. Pizzo is a quantity of money that they used to call a gift that you uh-huh. have to give them every while, every, I don't know, maybe three months, just because you are in their territory. You mean that people still have to pay this pizza yes. to mafia guys? If you have an activity in their territory. Like business activity? Or- yes, or if you just live there. If you live, it depends in, in which place. 
logically, if you have an activity, you have to pay more. But mm-hmm. if you leave, you just pay for protection. They call it protection, but logically you pay for nothing. It's just they <laughs> want your money. Like, okay, you pay, you give me the money, or I'm going to kill you. That's the protection they attempt to be. Like, uh, you didn't pay us, so someone else from another oh. community, from another company, could come there and do something bad to you. But in, to tell the truth, they are the same who's going to do these bad things, oh those bad things. And there are a lot of cases of uh, burnt cars because this is the first way of making a warning that mm, they used to do. Okay. I also participated to several congress and there was a man who was talking about his personal story. He had a, a toy shop and once in a while uh, a person used to come there. When the person came in, everyone knows who was him. Everyone gets oh, out wow. in the same moment. And he used to go and ask for a, a doll. Ask a doll. Yes. Uh As I told you before, they ask always for a gift and his gift was a doll. So he was giving him a doll, but the doll was filled with money. This is the way they got the money. You cannot really see them because it's hidden, but they have this kind of really tricky ways of getting it. And he used to pay for two years after this man decided, okay, I'm not going to pay it anymore. Mm -hmm. The first thing that they did is burn out his toy shop. Completely. Completely. Yeah. And he came to this congress with the uh, puppet, with the burnt end, and he said, this is everything that is left from that burning. Mm-hmm. Just showing this puppet with the burnt hand. And he used to carry it everywhere with him because it's kind of historical and symbols, again, his mafia. Getting back to the sophisticated mafia that it's in the north and also in the middle, it's more kind of political, made of corruption, made of uh, control of the police and uh, also administration and whatever. So in the south, they are more independent, like mafia is more independent, doesn't really relate to the authorities. Yes. Okay. In the south, they are really their own community, but they have control of everything. You cannot even just go to the police to ask for help because they have hands even there. Mm-hmm. So if you go, you can try, but probably nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In the middle, they have uh, more political power and corruption because logically in the middle of Italy, there is Rome. Mm-hmm. Rome is a big city. And they used to make money in things that you never could think about. For example, in the recycling. They control all the recycling business that there is in Rome and they make money through it. Wow. Mafia is eco-friendly? <laughs> we can say that. <laughs> this is also the new way of having gifts from the city. Uh, I, I think right now... Like, I want your trash. Yes. Give me your trash bin. And you're just like giving your trash bin full of money. <laughs> oh, my God. So sorry. I, I hope I, we will not be killed after this conversation. No, I don't think so. Because it's things that everyone knows. Oh, okay. It's everyone That's knows funny. in Italy. So they are more corrupted and um, maybe even structured in a way. Yes, they really kind of... make uh, normal businesses. Normal businesses? Yeah, they really look like normal businesses. But at the end, there is uh, a lot of uh, behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the north part, it's related with... Um, Jobs. Basically, they open their activity. This is a mask to hide what's behind. Um, For example, can you make an example? What What do you mean? Like they start some 
something like that. Hairdresser. Uh-huh. Hairdresser, for example. You cannot really count uh, how many people go there. You cannot really take uh, account. Uh, I mean, the police cannot really take account mm-hmm. about how many people goes there. They cannot really count uh, uh, all the product that he's going to buy because, because they don't know... Uh, how many things are they going to use? Can so you... it's difficult to control. You mean it's difficult to take control over a hairdresser because it's something innocent. It's just a hairdresser and it's easy to cover with a hairdresser, apparently. Not in the <laughs> COVID times, probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is. And behind there, really managing big business around drugs and, uh, and weapons. Even to my place, I can mm-hmm. tell the truth. Uh, everyone knew who were the mafia people there. But so, you know, personal, like when the person gets in the store or just walks by you, you know that yeah, this is I a member them. of mafia. I know them as well. Everyone knows them. Even the police knows them. But they cannot go through them. They cannot literally take them, catch them and put them in jail because they have hands somehow, somewhere. They're powerful people yeah, in Italy. Yeah, it is. Um, are they harmful or is it dangerous for tourists somehow? I don't really think that people who are just tourists deal with mafia, but can we give a warning for tourists to to be <laughs> uh, you know like cautious when coming to Italy? Um, about mafia, I don't really know uh, because in the north part where I lived, it's really really softly mafia. They don't came to you. They don't ask for pizza. They are just making their own business, mm-hmm. and until you don't break their balls, let's say, Mm -hmm. they are not going to border you. It's really, you don't border me, I don't border you. Fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Live happily separately. Yes, exactly. They make their own way, you make your own way. That's fine. And that's fine. I mean, for us, it's okay. We are not in danger. But in the South, you have to be more careful. I've been to Palermo once. Mm -hmm. Um, You go to the main street, it's awesome, it's fantastic, beautiful. You just go two streets away from the main road, you can even see holes of bullets mm-hmm. on shops. And that's scary. Uh, fortunately, I've been there only once and only for, I don't know, half an hour. Then I really <laughs> ran away <laughs> from those places. I was quite afraid. Okay, yeah. it's enough for Palermo. Grazie, <laughs> grazie, I'm leaving. <laughs> exactly. You also have this image of mafia associated with Italy, you know, connected closely. And probably once I've heard that there is something positive about mafia, do you have benefits or community? Does it have benefits from having this kind of structure? Yes, there are. Not in the north, only in the south. Because if I told you, like the historical part of the mafia, at the beginning, they were giving job places mm-hmm. to people who does not really had a job. In this way, they were helping. And right now, it's still like this in the south. But in the north, there is no way. They they are not helping anymore. They are just uh, managing an illegal dark market of drugs Mm -hmm. or weapon or whatever. Because once I think somebody told me that it was something related, topic related to refugees and mafia. Okay, uh, that's probably the story that they used to, to tell you because it's what politicians said that refugees came to Italy and they have no opportunities to get a job because they don't know the language, the cultural difference, etc., 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 a lot of different factors. So what they're going to do? Logically, you have to survive. Mm -hmm. And the mafia is right there. It's a free job placement. You are going to apply for it, even if it's just dealing drugs, but it's money. You can buy food for yourself Mm -hmm. and you can survive. 
this is how mafia is going to help those people. But you can you can understand it's not really the right way to mm. do that. The, the state, the government should do something for helping them. And they are doing nothing. But now we are really getting close into politics and it's a really complicated topic because Italy is almost splitted in two parts about immigration. Uh, the younger people, they are open-minded and they know that immigration is a good factor. Mm-hmm. It's something that's on, only going to improve the state, only going to improve the, the country. But all people still used to think this is our country and we don't want anyone to come in. You are stealing our job place, etc, etc, etc. And it was quite funny. I was uh, in a standing up comedy once and this boy used to say, okay, have you ever imagined how immigrants can steal our job? Okay, um, imagine I'm a personal trainer mm-hmm. and I am just doing my work. Suddenly I go to the lunch break, I take lunch, and when I get back, there is a black man that is feeding a one and two and three, come on girls, and one and two and three. This is what is stealing a job. But if we apply both for a place and they choose him, that's not stealing a job. That means that he has better qualities, that he has yeah. better skills. That's not stealing a job. And this is what people do not understand. Yeah, I'm so pissed really. off about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really, you know, hot debate in many countries and I can understand it. Uh, some of us already, you know, sick and tired of talking immigration and um, that kind of things. Moving to the next question, I learned an exclamation from my Italian friend a long time ago, which is Madonna. Well, <laughs> basically it was like Cristo la Madonna, but anyway, so it was Madonna. And uh, in this case, you don't mean the uh, American singer, right? <laughs> <laughs> but as Madonna is the Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah, and when I've just heard, it was like... Uh, almost eight years ago. Oh my God, the time flies. Yeah, and I was so surprised. Like, why are they calling Madonna all the time? <laughs> yeah, it's like also Cristo. We just say Cristo, Madonna, when something bad is happening or you're stressful. Is there anything else Italians say a lot? Blasphemies. We said a lot of blasphemies. I'm not going to say that on a radio show. But yes, we really use them. I don't really use them a lot, just in extreme cases. Because they really help you to get the stress out. But it's quite common between uh, young people. If we just talk about bad words, I don't really know exactly right now because I'm speaking more English than Italian during (laughs) this period. But do you say something like, uh, mamma mia, or oh my god, Dios mio, but probably... (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) They are really old style, imprecation. So I will not sound natural when I come to Italy and say that. (laughs) There is a song that is Mamma Mia. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, no, that's just a song. <laughs> don't say that. I'm sorry. I thought I'm already, you know, kind of advanced in Italian with these <laughs> two words. <laughs> Maybe now um, I'm going to ask a strange question. But anyways, what is your attitude toward mostly American celebrities with Italian heritage? Because most of them, you know, claim, oh, I'm raised in a multicultural family, have uh, Italian roots, you know, like Lady Gaga, Madonna, Sylvester Stallone, or I don't know, Martin Scorsese. Actually, the list is long. When I checked on the internet, there were lots of famous people of Italian descent, like almost everyone had somewhere Italian part and they sometimes use it, you know, like a part of their image. So my question is, uh, do you personally or do Italians feel pride in it? Italy gave so much beauty to the world. 
we do. I mean, we do that. We give beauty to the world, but we don't really care about celebrities. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or at least that's my opinion. That's what I do. Uh, probably there are some girls that they are really keen into fashion, into celebrities, into acting. And maybe they do. But I think it's really, really a small group. Also, the first time that I heard that Stallone has Italian uh, root. I didn't know about it. And uh, what do you think of the fact that Italy won Eurovision this uh, year? 2021. That I'm super proud. Good job, Maneskin. Good job, guys. I hope you're going to listen to this. Congratulations, guys. I'm really proud of it. And to tell the truth, the song is, is really great. It's amazing. And what is the name of the song? Zitti e Buoni. Zitti e Buoni. It means <laughs> uh, shut up and be good. But if, you are gonna, if we are going to give a, a really close translation, it's something like shut up and don't break my balls. You can say to whoever you want, wherever you want, but not to me because I'm focused on my way and I know I'm going to do it. Also, there is a quote in the song that said... Um, the way it's really hard and that's why I'm training of it mm -hmm. and this is basically I think the meaning of the song with this song they really explain their statement that they are doing their best to growing up mm -hmm. and actually they did now they are international and I really love this because they really deserve that do you think Italy will be double lucky to win football championship Like uh, to be twice, you know, to be the winner twice in European contest song and in the football championship. I really hope so, because we are doing great. We have a list of wins and every wins we played quite well and they are doing really great. I really hope that we're going to win this European football cup. But to tell the truth, uh, Italy also won several competitions right now. For example, they got qualified in the free versus free bas basketball for the Olympics in Tokyo. Oh! They also got into the final in the um, male basketball championship. And I don't really know if they won or not. I, I have to take a look about. Also, we got the golden medal in kayaking. So, yeah, we're, we're doing great right now. And I hope this year is going to be our year. Compensation for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For Italy, I've, I've heard it was uh, just terrible in Italy. And... But let's switch back to the topic. You know, throughout this conversation, you expressed your opinion about South and North Italy, that uh, these are contrasting parts, right? So basically, uh, you don't understand people come from south of Italy I mean maybe something about their mentality or the way they speak maybe they have some special dialect or they are just yeah. different yeah I can get them I understand them because logically they're humans we speak Italian it's the same language <laughs> yeah. we can understand each other but you can really feel the difference in the accent when they speak their dialect I cannot get them it's really different I will give an example uh, about an easy word that is ragazzo Ragazzo in Italian means boy. In my dialect, it's garçon. Garçon? Like in, in French. Like garçon. in French. In French, it's garçon. garçon. It's really close because my dialect is affected by the French because mm -hmm. we are on the borders. But, for example, if you go to the south uh, in Naples, they say waiuna. Waiuna? Now, imagine garçon, ragazzo, waiuna. Those three words have nothing in common. It's really hard to understand people when they are speaking their dialect. Also, the accent when you're speaking Italian, it's really strong if you came yeah. from the south. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, in the north part, we don't really have marked accent. I mean, in my region, we don't have a strong accent. Most of the people told me that I speak a perfect Italian. 
but just that you, was your mom. <laughs> no, it wasn't my mom. <laughs> Fortunately, wasn't my mom. Uh, was was a German um, was a German teacher. Oh, okay. She told me that I have a great uh, a great Italian. I I can try to imitate some some accent if you want. Yeah, sure. That but I can do that only in Italian. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. Okay. It's gonna be interesting. To so, for example, uh, in Lombardia, that is, uh, let's say, the Mi- Milan part. Mm-hmm. There is also a stereotype about them. They always used to think about money, about economy, uh-huh. about uh, all these kind of business yeah, things. Uh-huh. So the speech I'm going to make, it's about those kind of things, uh-huh. okay? Um, let's say, for example, a phone call. Also, they have a lot of strange names. Hey, yo, Gianji. Well, no. Non è che magari ci andiamo a fare uno di questi spritz in Piazza San Marco. Che ne pensi, ne? Sì, sì, che poi si torna a casa, fatturiamo. Va bene, a dopo. Well, figa, ci sentiamo. Okay, that's for example the accent and let's say the same speech made in the south. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do that in Naples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to change the name because uh, logically the names are different. Uè, Ciro, che mangiamo? Tu bene, stai bene? Oh, sì, senti, non è che ci andiamo a bere uno spritz in piazza di questi giorni. Sì, va buono, va buono, va buono. Okay, poi andiamo a casa, fatturiamo. E a che ne pensi? Okay, tutto a posto, vabbè, ci sentiamo, ciao. Okay, this is totally wow. a different one. Yeah, like, A is more like O. Yeah, they really compact everything and change the vowels. It's totally different. Also, in Sicily, there is another way of accent. They used to speak with open vowels. I cannot uh, say that. I cannot uh, copy <laughs> it. It's really okay. hard. In in Sardinia, they even change the position of the words. For example, in Norman Italian, I can say, Io fame. I'm hungry. They say, Fame io. Angry I am. Totally, completely different. Interesting. So they changed the syntax. And even uh, Sardinian dialect, it's completely different from, from every type of Italian dialect. Sardinia is the island. Yes, it's the okay. island. So that's why they are more or less isolated. And um, there are a lot of jokes about typical Italian accent when it comes to English. Um, can you imitate it? Can you try to show us the true Italian language in, in English. How do you recognize by by an accent? I will try my best. I, I don't really know. Probably is with market R. Uh-huh. Uh, like um, yesterday I went uh, to a cinema. Cinema. We okay. call it cinema instead of cinema. Uh, so uh, the cinema, I saw a pretty good film. Uh-huh. The film uh, was about uh, a boy running all over Chiti. <laughs> the, the, the city, the city, yeah. <laughs> but you can you can feel that it's quite marked. Uh, and the, you always now what he showed, you always highlighted the end of the word film. Somehow you end like film, uh, kind of vowel of, at the end. Maybe in Italian, almost all the words end with an vowel. That's why you yeah, did it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Correct. Ragazzo, ragazzo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, almost in, in Italian, every word ends with a vowel because the vowel gave the gender to the noun. Oh, right. And also uh, gave the singular or the plural form. So, yes, it's really important. And we put the mark on the last uh, letter due to this reason. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating what you're talking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, interesting. And by the way, thank you very much for really creative way of showing different Italian accents. I mean, <laughs> that's really cool. It's time for rapid fire questions. 
I will ask 10 questions to my guest. The task is to answer without hesitation, quickly and briefly. Are you ready? No. No? <laughs> But、See. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, please, describe Italy with one word pizza. What is your favorite place in Italy? Can I say the sea? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter exactly where, just the sea. What do you like on your pizza? Pesto. Because in my region, we are the motherland of pesto. And you just put some of it on the margarita pizza, and it's fantastic. What is the most beautiful Italian word? Onda. Wave. What is your favorite Italian brand? It can be anything, like any company you like. Ferrari. Oh, wow, cool. The most popular Italian song? Volare. Volare. Oh. The most common female name? Anna. But I'm not sure about it. It could also be Maria. The most common male name? This is really particular because in every place of Italy there are several different male names. Like according to your statistics?、Uh, Marco or Giovanni. One the most Italian sport? Football. We love football. The best time to come to Bella Italia? If you love the sea, summertime. If you want to visit the cities, springtime. And the last question the most beautiful Italian movie? La vita è bella, Benigni. Thank you very much for your participation and I really enjoyed this conversation today. It was a big pleasure to speak about this beautiful country and people from there are very welcoming and open minded. So, this is what I can conclude from the conversation today. And do you want to add something?、Uh, yes, I would like to close with a quote from Dante Alighieri, logically.、Uh, it's not really related with、uh, a description of Italy, but it's a quote that I personally love. Per me si va nella città dolente. Per me si va nell'eterno dolore. Per me si va tra la perduta gente. Giustizia mosse il mio alto fattore. Fecemi la divinità podestate. La somma sapienza è il primo amore. Dinanzi a me non fur cose create se non eterne. E io eterno duro. Lasciate ogni speranza voi chi entrate. Dante Alighieri, Inferno 3. It's common to rely on oversimplified cliches about people from different cultures. Learning about differences can be useful as a starting point, but remember, individuals are unique. I'm really glad that I have this chance to meet new people, to look deeper into their personalities, and to overcome cultural barriers. It was the Cultural Radio Show on Mushtar FM 89.6. Together, we dive into a new culture every week and break the stereotypes. Every Friday from 10 to 12 with your host, Sasha Gerda. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. At Mushtar FM. Thanks for listening and join us next time.